The warmest of greetings to you, and welcome to Happily Ever Teaching, where we help you enthrall your learners in every subject under the sun using the best teaching method known to science storytelling. To do this, we feature special guest educators who are passionately keen for your children to become amazing and successful human beings. I am storyteller Chip Cahoon, and with me this week is. Hi, I'm Helen. I'm currently teaching reception in year one children at a tiny school in Buckinghamshire. Hi, I'm Toria Bono. I'm a year four teacher at a very large junior school, and I'm also the host of the podcast Tiny Voice Talks. And today we are exploring what maths we can teach with this week's folktale from Indonesia. You can listen to the story by downloading our sister podcast, Fables and Fairy Tales, or search our website, epictales.co.uk, for The Wrong Side of a Giant. There you'll find a video of me telling the story that you can share with your children. And if you sign up as an epic educator, you'll also get a copy as an ebook or paperback, illustrated by Winnie the Witch's very own Corky Paul, as well as the full audiobook for you to download at any time, and even some tips for telling the story yourself. Right now, though, let's continue our discussion with Helen, Toria, and Tutamu as well. And, well, we should bring the giant in because, as we yeah. found out yesterday, yeah, he's, he's part of our family too. Very much so. Uh, part of our podcast panel. Um, and we may need him, actually, to um, smash the maths in this story. Where Where is it? Where is the maths in this story? Um, Helen, I, I kind of have a suspicion I know where you're going to go with this because we've had a lot of uh, farming tales in the past and there's always that discussion about, you know, what farming is for, what you're raising the money for. Um, so there's going to be some money discussion in here, right? Yes, definitely. So for me, the maths is found at a vegetable market and in the pot of stew. So mm. if we start with the vegetable market. Oh, in the pot of stew. In a pot okay. of stew. There's maths in the pot of stew. So, okay, but with but the, let, Yeah, let's start in the vegetable the, market. In the vegetable market. Um, <laughs> this instantly, when I was reading the story, thinking about learning objectives, I had a vision of all the children having their little vegetable market at school. Um, and what's great about a vegetable market in the early years, and he says one, is you can take it as far as you want your money objective to go. So um, mm. money sort of learning starts in the early years, but a of like formally so in year one. So in year one, the learning objective is just to recognize the coins and the notes. So it's not mm -hmm. any adding up or anything yet. But of course, you can take it that far with your children if you wish. And then in year two, it becomes a bit more, let's pay for things, different amounts of things. So of course, you set up your vegetable market in your classroom or outside if you wish, you could have a proper farmer's market outside. Um, you could either get vegetables from, from your local supermarket or other market or you know, the children are very, very good. You give them some paper, some cards, some scissors, <laughs> some, some tape, they can create, <laughs> they can create their own vegetable market, which is a whole other learning session. Um, I thought you were going to say they could create their own money and you're getting them to be little forgers for you. They could do that as well, <laughs> um, which is one of the many uses of being a teacher. Um, <laughs> um, so yes, I thought that would be a really good a really good maths morning start off with recognizing the coins and the notes if you're in reception year one um, and the children can create the market themselves making the labels and then they can run the market excellent selling, selling the selling buying selling the vegetables um, but however much they are that way they're recognizing the numbers on the labels they're recognizing the coins in their hand or the notes mm -hmm. in their hand and it's it's just the best way yeah, to learn about selling money. the fruit salad that you came up with when we were talking about persephone the other week yeah, they could be selling that at the end, you know, pots of it for £2. 
<laughs> with a little wooden fork. Um, and maybe the yeah. stew that you you mentioned being full of full of maths. Oh, um, they could also be selling the stew. I'm, in, I'm they? interested yes. in this math stew. So I really liked the idea of this enormous pot of stew to do some work on the capacity. Ah. Again, you can take this as far as you like. So I've got visions of my small children out in our outdoor area at their their little mud kitchen making making stew to start with <laughs> however they want to make stew so enormous pot of stew filling up containers um even the language of full empty half full which is kind of where capacity begins in the early years because mm. um, the number of children they'll say oh i've i filled it up and you look at it and go have you though <laughs> let's let's have a look at this um so you can start this in in the early years with the children making the giant stew um outdoors in a, you know, as part of a mud kitchen or any other way you like. Um, and just looking at, can you fill a container to the top? Can you, you know, I'd like a full cup today. I'm quite hungry. Actually, I only want half a cup of your stew, please. You can work your way up through the learning objectives. And then you may want to use just water or something mm. else for this because capacity lessons get very messy anyway. <laughs> so to actually then use the children's belovedly made outdoor stew may cause you problems with, with mess. Um, yeah, not to mention parents who then come to you yes. for the, the washing bill. Oh, absolutely. Um, so for other lessons on capacity, you get your, your big fat of water or sometimes a few sand. And then you talk about, you know how how many cups of stew do you think you can you you will you know make those estimates here's a full cup of stew um mm. how many do you think we can get out of this have two large containers different shapes and sizes which one do you think holds more and why make those predictions um and then get the children to measure out how many cups of stew the different containers hold um, so yeah lots of work on capacity can be done um, and and then you can you begin to look at more formal measures in sort of year two um you know like a, a litre of stew, please, because I'm quite hungry. <laughs> <laughs> Goodness me, yeah. T taking on the role of the giant there. Yes. If we start moving up the years then to s ages 7, 8, 9, 10 and 11, um, gosh, you've got quite a broad range there, Toria. I know. <laughs> to, to <talk laughs> it's great. <laughs> um, so I think you could start where Helen sort of finished, which is carrying, yeah. you know, the capacity thing. I think there's a lot of maths to be done with regards to quantities, so doubling quantities, tripling quantities, which I think children always find quite tricky. Mm. Um, but then, you see, my actual thing is what I would want to do as an enterprise project, and I wouldn't necessarily just want to do it over Fairtrade Fortnite. I'd want to start it at the introduction of the story and then develop it on. So I think there's a lot of potential in this for our young people to begin to understand return on investment and actually right. why you would want to do that. So in other words, you know, they decide what it is they want to grow. They need mm -hmm. to invest in that product, but also they would begin to recognize that actually it's all, all well and good buying some seeds, but you need to purchase soil, you need to purchase, you know, you need to purchase pots. Ah. And suddenly what you are buying is not just the seeds, but so much more than that. Then looking at actually how much work are they putting into it in order to grow these things so that actually mm. when and as i say i would it would be a project that you could you could do over a long period and eventually then they are selling the pro the produce rather like helen was saying in the market 
but the difference between um, key stage one and um, key stage two would be key stage two would actually be deciding on how much they wanted to sell that product for based on their initial outlay, but also the work that they've put into it. How yeah. much would they want for the return for their investment? Because I'm Let pretty sure. know that time has a value. Yes. Five pounds per carrot. Yeah. And, <laughs> but I think that's, I think that whole time has a value thing yeah. is something that young people can forget about per se and mm. i think you know oh well, i bought this so i'm just going to sell it for the same thing or i bought this so i'm going to sell it for 5p more and <laughs> as you say you know suddenly if they have to grow their carrots they will be five pounds each yeah because they'll begin to recognize that value mm -hmm. and i think that will actually deepen that understanding with regards to fair trade yes. and why the produce has a greater value Absolutely. because actually we're not just valuing yeah you've grown some seeds we're valuing the amount of time and effort that that farm has put into it. So that's what I would do, but it would be a big project involving a lot of maths, yeah. actually, in all sorts of respects. Yeah. And, and you can see that you could even be starting to introduce some of that as you are telling the story the first time through because yes. of you, you have that moment where the plough breaks and the mother is having to save up to get a new one. So right yeah. from the off, you're starting to talk about, you know, the, the hidden costs, I suppose, um, that go into into farming and getting the food out there just just before we leave this one um when, when you were speaking about capacity there toria it prompted a thought in my mind about how different the same capacity can look in different containers mm. um and you know if, if you have a sort of um uh, conical container um and, yeah. and quite a few of the little measuring tubs that you have for medicines are slightly conical so you may notice that mm -hmm. the distance between 0 and 10 is slightly longer than the distance between 10 and 20 for example and the reason for that is because the the width has come out obviously capacity is a volume rather than just a distance um so that that must be an interesting one for yeah i've just thought of an investigation they could do Ooh. which is what container could you provide this, you know, the soup in or the casserole in for the giant so the giant feels that he has more? Oh, I like that. It's nice, purposeful match. Yeah. Yeah. So actually, yes. they're having to actually design a container thinking about exactly what you're saying, yeah. where the giant assumes that he has a lot more than he actually does. Yeah, and you're siphoning off just a little bit more for two. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I like it. Yeah. it totally changed yes. the course of the story. That's that a could. great investigation. Yeah. <laughs> and then actually, they the start selling fine. it. Yeah, then they start selling it, making money. They, they don't have an issue with the giant anymore. Although yeah. then, obviously, you could go back to a discussion about um, which is the better ending of the story, the one where yeah. they manage to maintain the status quo by siphoning off a little bit more food or the one where they end up with the giant as part of the family. Yes, indeed. That's sadly all we have time for today, folks. If you try out any of these ideas, or if you'd like us to help you teach a topic you are soon to cover with your young learners, please let us know on social media using at Teach Happily, or leave us a review using your favourite podcast app. Please also share this podcast with your colleagues and help us start a story-led revolution in classrooms around the world, so children everywhere can learn in a way that's effective, memorable and enjoyable all at the same time. Tomorrow, Tutamu and the Giant will help us teach science. But right now, it only remains for us to say cheerio, and we hope to hear your story soon. So, cheerio! And we hope to hear your story soon!